Lead Generation Strategies for B2B Tech Companies, a podcast by Brightvision. Here, you will learn how to generate great leads from the most experienced B2B sales and marketing people. Your host today, and always, is Jakob Levenbrand, CEO at Brightvision. Let's get started. Welcome to the very first episode of our podcast, Lead Generation Strategies for B2B Tech Companies. My name is Jacob Lovenbrand, and today I'll start with explaining who I am and what you can expect from this podcast. After that, I will interview our own marketing automation expert, Fredrik Gunnarsson, so you can learn about how to get the most out of your marketing automation system. So, what can you expect to hear when you listen to each episode? Well, this podcast will be about how the most successful B2B marketeers do generate leads. Every month, I will interview experienced people within sales and marketing at tech companies so we can figure out what works and what doesn't. Together with our guests, I'll help you find the best lead generation techniques and methods on all aspects of the lead generation process. So if you have any ideas for possible episode topics that we should cover, or if you know someone who will be a perfect guest, make sure to contact me via email at jacob.lovenbrand at brightvision.com or connect to me at LinkedIn. Well, welcome, Frederick, to the podcast. You're one of our marketing automation experts here at Brightvision. So uh, for our audience, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, hello. My name is uh, Frederick. Uh, I've been working with marketing for uh, almost 10 years now. Uh, I went to business school here in Gothenburg. Uh, I do know some uh, front-end development and uh, I have helped uh, our clients with marketing automation since uh, about 2012. Yeah, that's great. So uh, you've been working with many platforms and many software products uh, in the marketing automation space. Can you give us a little bit of background on which platforms you've been working? Um, I've been working with uh, a couple of them. Uh, I think mostly we've been working with uh, HubSpot and uh, SharpSpring. Uh, we have also worked with, uh, earlier on, we worked with a company named Leedsius. Uh, we also worked with uh, uh, Active Campaign. Uh, we did some work with Acton um, and, uh, and, so, and a couple of more. So basically a bunch of them. That's great. So maybe we should uh, in the beginning here, also define what we mean with marketing automation as we speak about it in this podcast. So how would you define it in, in this meaning? Marketing automation is uh, a software platform or technology uh, designed to uh, help marketing departments and uh, organizations to, uh, to use all of their marketing channels more effectively. Uh, and also to collect that data in uh, in one place. Before marketing automation, usually companies worked with email marketing tools, which was really just sending emails from a tool. And they used another, maybe a system for uh, their web and web analytics. They had maybe a plugin or some other tool for forms. Um, they had some other tool for social. So marketing automation brings all of this together. And on top of that, 
they also offer the possibility of automating a lot of things in your marketing. Uh, it's a bit of a misconception that it automates your marketing as a whole, but it gives you a lot of tools in order to automate certain things in your marketing. So that is uh, something that you, in general, maybe not use so much when you start out, but uh, once you worked with marketing automation for a while, uh, you can start to being a lot more effective in doing some uh, cool workflows. Looking at, for example, consumer marketing, you can see more of a maturity. For example, e-commerce sites. If you enter an e-commerce uh, site, maybe you will get a, a mail in your post box uh, two days later. So they are more refined, uh, but uh, the B2B market uh, are getting there also. So I yeah, that would conclude uh, my description of a marketing. Yeah, a little bit like uh, HubSpot uh, with uh, one tool covering many different aspects of the marketing process under one single roof, so to say. Yeah, the marketing and also marketing and sales process. So that is where we are evolving with marketing automation systems, mm. covering both marketing and sales and also covering all of the buyer's journey. That's great. So if we talk a little bit about the, the functionality, where where do you see a company starting out a journey with marketing automation, where do they start? Where is the starting point? That's a good question. And uh, I think it can look a bit uh, different at different com companies, but uh, uh, two things that that strike me is uh, is that uh, on, on in smaller companies, there's often maybe one, one person spearheading the initiative. And a very interested person and uh, trying out things with a marketing automation system so growing slowly and from uh, a one person or a small team initiative uh, and I think uh, the other common ways for larger corporations to maybe either have a system coming from other regions or other parts of the company and uh, then adopting this technology in our own department at that company. I think that's also a common, uh, a common way. And I think that uh, uh, that's maybe uh, where they struggle the most because uh, they, the project can be looked at just implementing the system and then we're done. But uh, uh, it should really be greater than that. It should also be the processes and so on. So, so I, I think that goes into change management getting everyone on board and uh, not just uh, instructing everyone to start working in the new system. You need to have the buy-in, you need to have the understanding and, and you need to kind of start with the process so that people realize that, oh, maybe we need a new tool for this instead of starting with the tool and having people not understanding why we should do it in that tool instead of the other because they don't see the difference. Mm. That's great. And you have been in many different marketing automation, implementation projects, optimization projects, and setups, and education, and workshops, and so forth. But one thing I think we should start with today is um, implementation of marketing automation. We have helped many clients do that during the years. But what is important to think about when you start working with a client and implementing a marketing automation system for the first time in an organization. Can you give us a few ideas around that and your experience? 
Yeah. So I think first of all, you need to choose the right uh, platform or system. Um, I think that uh, looking at uh, the marketing automation systems out there, it's a very wide range of, uh, for example, how much they cost. Um, HubSpot is one of the most popular ones. Uh, and I think uh, it's a typical marketing automation in the range of uh, about $1,000 per, per month to use. Uh, and then there's an, another bunch of more expensive ones for uh, larger corporations such as Marketo and Eloqua. Uh, so they are more costly and they also do require uh, a bigger team and more competence. Uh, and if you're a smaller company, uh, you might be able to start out with uh, some of the smaller uh, marketing automation systems. Um, for example, uh, Sharpspring uh, or ActiveCampaign for that part. Um, so I think it, uh, it varies also depending on uh, what team you have. Are you a bunch of very technical persons uh, that affect the choice of marketing automation system? Uh, or if you are, um, let's say, just normal marketeers not having that tech background, uh, that should also affect your choice of marketing automation system because uh, some of them are uh, really technical and another uh, part of the systems are fairly easy to use, uh, which you can use even if you don't have the technical background. Um, also, to succeed with a marketing automation pl uh, implementation, uh, I think it's very important to uh, commit to a long-term goal. Uh, the transition is not done when you have implemented the marketing automation system. Uh, it tends to just be an expensive hammer for the companies uh, starting out with marketing automation system without having a, a long-term plan or vision. Uh, and I think that uh, having a vision of uh, three years from now is, uh, is a good starting point because it is much more difficult and much more demanding than most uh, companies uh, think when they start out. A third point for uh, implementation of marketing automation system, I would say that uh, uh, you need to understand the value of data. That's uh, one of the really beneficial things with marketing automation systems. Um, if you understand the importance of data and you analyze your campaigns, you analyze the traffic uh, and you also uh, analyze your list of contacts and companies and their behavior on your web, uh, you will learn uh, a lot uh, and you can experiment a lot. Um, so I think that is also one of the really core things with marketing automation system is that it gives you the data that you didn't have before. And it gives you the data from start to end, uh, from when prospects are visiting your website, all the way until they are customers. Uh, it gives you the whole the whole range, and that is pretty new for a marketing system, also. So uh, yeah, I think those are are my main three important points to succeed with uh, implementation. Yeah, those are good points, and I also think the alignment and dialogue between sales and marketing is key to <clears throat> have a successful product. What do you think is, why is it so that many companies feel that it's uh, 
problematic to get uh, both the sales department and the marketing department aligned around this same vision for a platform like this. Yeah, I think it uh, many times it is just because the lack of shared vision that sales are doing their <laughs> strategies and having their workshops and marketing is having their strategies and doing their workshops. So they don't do it together. Uh, and also something that we can see a lot of times is the connection or the alignment between marketing and sales, uh, where marketing is handing off their process, where they are kind of connecting their processes. Mm. That rarely exists at, uh, at most companies. Uh, so basically they are talking two different languages and, and not having a shared vision. Mm. I know a lot of companies are struggling to get the marketing automation system to actually do any big difference as you were elaborating on. For example, just using it for marketing automation, uh, for email marketing instead of using all the different tools in there. So why do you see people struggle the most when they start out doing these kind of setups and implementing that into their marketing process? Yeah, apart from what I said there about uh, vision and data and so on, I think... uh, I think yeah, the technical part of the systems can be a, a hurdle. I think if you are used to working with uh, email marketing systems, it's uh, a lot more going on in these uh, marketing automation systems, both in terms of uh, features. Uh, it's a lot to learn if you want to really use the system. You can use the marketing automation system the way you did earlier also, but uh, I think that would be kind of a mistake because uh, the reason for a marketing automation system is that it gives you so much more potential. I do think also that uh, uh, it uh, requires uh, maybe another type of team uh, sometimes. Um, It's very beneficial to have people with technical background joining your team when you're using a marketing automation system. And with that, I'm, I, I talk about, for example, coders uh, doing uh, web development uh, because uh, a large part of the marketing automation system is, for example, uh, the web and landing pages and forms and so on. If you want to work professionally with that, uh, some, some code is needed. Also, I think another type of person that uh, you want to have on your team is a data analyst. There's a lot of uh, data being generated in a marketing automation system. And to be able to learn from that and to be able to uh, conduct better campaigns and customizing campaigns, uh, understanding that data and being able to explore that data is uh, a, a key thing. Yeah, totally agree. So can you just give us a few quick tips what to do in order to be successful? If we turn around the question is that so what is the first and second and third idea you have around that? Yeah, so, okay. Uh, some things that you can start doing uh, straight away if you are just getting started or have worked with marketing automation for a while is that, first of all, uh, define really clearly what is an MQL, SQL, and so on. Then especially the leads that are getting hand off that you hand off from marketing to sales uh, you really need to be super clear together with the sales department on what that uh, lead uh, is 
and what they should do with it. I think that's something that you can start with fairly quickly. Uh, another thing that you can start with is uh, creating more targeted campaigns. I think too many companies are still blasting out the emails to the entire database. Uh, I know that it's it feels like it's a small price to just add all the contacts and add too much contacts, but really what you need to start doing is sending out small batches of emails and work more with your message. Mm. Uh, and also to be able to do that, uh, you also need to have sales with you because you do need information such as the buyer persona and so on you know, to be able to conduct that. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think the small batches of emails you're uh, referring to is, is maybe a little bit uh, connected to the big movement we see today around account-based marketing, how we can personalize and use our marketing automation systems in order to becoming more relevant and adopting more of a one-on-one -on -one approach rather than mass marketing. So do you see any new and improved ways how we as marketeers can use marketing automation systems in order to become more of an account-based oriented uh, organization? Yes, so uh, how we can work with the marketing automation in order to do successful ABM, ABM campaigns. Uh, I think that's something that uh, marketing automation excel at is data and also uh, automating notifications and so on. So we can work closely together with sales and really gather a lot of data on those target companies. Most importantly, contacts. Um, and we can track their behavior on the web. We can do buyer personas on them. So we can create highly targeted uh, campaigns uh, where we can send out targeted emails. We can also use marketing automation and the data uh, that we get from ads, for example, uh, website behavior. Um, so uh, I think that's uh, something that uh, you can really use the uh, the strength of the marketing automations uh, uh, for. Um, and uh, as I said, especially when it comes to the notifications, I think if you have uh, 20 or 50 companies you are really targeting in these ABM campaigns, uh, having both the marketing team and the relevant salespersons getting notifications when things happening means that you can act in time uh, and you can act uh, with the right message to the right persons. Yeah, and also if you use that with a combination of insights, like uh, what kind of web uh, pages have they been visiting and for how long and so forth. And what I see is also a trend that we can uh, have more third-party apps working together with our marketing automation vendors. Uh, for example, HubSpot, who is really good at their marketplace. Um, I know we have been uh, using uh, third-party apps like personalized landing pages, uh, email send-outs, um, or uh, postal send-outs um, with one-on-one uh, -on -one communications and so on. Do you see any ways that we can use new technology in becoming more of ABM-oriented? Yeah, I think that's uh, really exciting, actually. Uh, just one uh, one thought about uh, about that with uh, physical sendouts is that uh, 
we can see that the cost of click on ads, for example, on LinkedIn are getting really expensive. Uh, it's not uncommon to see uh, uh, 15 euro for, uh, for a click on LinkedIn. And looking at what you can do for those, instead of clicks, you can do send outs, which won't cost you that much more. And you don't have to have all the creation behind that either. So I think that's really an alternative that, uh, uh, that is exciting. Another thing with, uh, that you can do is personalizing websites. You can do entirely dynamic websites with dynamic forms for just that company or that title on that company or a specific team. So yeah, I think there's a lot of, you, you kind of need to be creative and there's a lot of things you can do. Yeah, that's great. If we're looking a little bit ahead and looking out, what do you think is coming for 2020? If you're a marketing manager and you have a marketing automation system and you have it set up and working nicely, what areas of functionality or trends or IDs would you point at? I think that, uh, first of all, marketing automation systems are evolving into more than just marketing, uh, especially sales and also service and support. Uh, I think that's one uh, uh, trend. I think another thing is that uh, in a couple of years, I believe that forms will feel very much like uh, the 90s. Uh, you want to, uh, instead of a form, you want to have conversational marketing. And what that means is, uh, for example, intelligent chatbots, live chat, and so on. Uh, I think converting uh, with forms and getting leads uh, it's the, the best practice today, but I think tomorrow that will be uh, uh, chat flows instead. Um, I think th those are, are two uh, typical trends that I, uh, uh, that I see. Yeah, that's great. So uh, do you know any resources you would like to point uh, our listeners to in order to read more about those trends or finding out more what's going on? the coming year in the marketing automation space? Um, I do think that uh, uh, Marketo has been a very good uh, company at creating content and, uh, and uh, big uh, guides for uh, uh, marketing automation systems uh, and uh, the processes. Uh, they typically do uh, up to 150, 200 pages of uh, specialized content for example, in, for example, nurturing or getting started with automation and so on. So um, that could be one option for people who, uh, who have a lot of time to read. Um, and for the rest of us, I think uh, in general, uh, there are a bunch of good, uh, good uh, blogs and, uh, and pods out there doing marketing tactics, uh, which are interesting. Yeah, that's great. To wrap this up, Frederick, um, we have learned a lot and I got good insights and ideas here. But was, would you summarize today's session here with a key takeaway, if you're sending one thought with us into tomorrow's work? Yeah, I think uh, the key takeaway here is that uh, marketing and automation platforms can really bring value. It's uh, really nice to see that most of our clients are uh, getting started with uh, marketing and automation platforms. But we do also see that there's so much more potential in doing uh, personal marketing and automizing your marketing processes. So uh, we have a lot of things uh, that we still can do. So I think that's, uh, uh, that's really a, a key takeaway. 
I totally agree. There's so much things we still can do. We can also use a lot of uh, the platforms more. And it's also been exciting over the last years to follow how many new vendors and systems and apps coming out. If you're, for example, familiar with the marketing technology landscape map that have pretty much exploded over the last five, six years. So for today's session, uh, I think thank you so much, Frederick, for sharing all your insights and experiences. And thank you so much to everybody listening in. I hope you have learned something and uh, we'll come back soon with a new episode. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to Lead Generation Strategies for B2B tech companies. Don't forget to subscribe. You will find it where podcasts live. Discover how we can help you with your lead generation activities at brightvision.com.